You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly filling in for Joe DeCamera and John Ritchie on this Monday, the fifth day after 4th of July, our Twitter question of the day brought to you by the Casino at Delaware Park. Make a day of it at Delaware Park. Enjoy daily fee golf, lunch, and sports wagering. DelawarePark.com for details. Lottery agent for the Delaware Lottery must be 21 to play. Our Twitter question is at TommyKelly44 on Twitter is where you can find me. What should the Phillies do at the MLB trade deadline? Buy or sell? That is our Twitter question of the day. And as I said, at Tommy Kelly 44 is where you can find me on Twitter and vote on that poll. In a few minutes, I want to throw out a, a side topic here is um, the new uh, team for hard knocks was announced this year, uh, the HBO series. So we'll get to that in a minute and do a, a little side topic off that. But first I needed to get to this, this sound that Kyle brought my attention to this morning, I'm in here getting ready for the show. Kyle Quinn comes in and he says, you got to see this guy, John and Bridesburg, and how excited he is to see Flo Rida, who was performing at the Wawa Welcome America Festival in Philadelphia last night. Um, and Kyle, you described John as electric. He is, it was just pure electricity, just radiating from that video. It's it's beautiful. It was. And uh, what what station was this on that, that John was interviewed? I believe it was NBC 10. Okay, NBC 10. Uh, here was John and Bridesburg being interviewed on NBC 10 last night prior to Flo Rida's performance. Tell me your name, where you're from. My name's John. I'm from Bridesburg. I, I've been waiting for a Flow Rider concert this entire pandemic. I knew the pandemic would be over when Flow Rider took the stage. I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Hit like and subscribe. Flow Rider's coming. Yeah! Well, that is, that is tremendous. John and Bridesburg... Uh, very, very excited to see his guy flow Rida. And John and Bridesburg is now on the line. John, how excited were you? How was the concert last night, man? I'll tell you what, I was excited, but not excited, not as excited as I am to be on WIP today. Let's do it, baby. Well, there, there you go, John. I mean, what was the concert like? Set the scene. What was, what was the atmosphere like? And what was, what was the crowd like when Flo Rida took the stage last night? The, 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 let me, I got to paint this picture for you. I'm a YouTuber. I have a, a YouTube channel called The Philly Captain. For a year, I have been saying on my channel, this pandemic would be over the second I see Flowrider in concert. It's something I've really been saying. Uh, I was going to travel to Chicago to go to his first concert, but then he 
got announced that he was coming to Philadelphia. So it's very exciting. Um, when I saw him perform, I don't know. You, you ever have uh, your 40? You know what I can compare it to? The 08 World Series. Really? It was, it was up there like that with you as far as big moments in your life? It, it really was because, um, like I said, it, it really meant to over because we're in the crowd, we're celebrating, we're dancing. Flow Rider, all these things are songs about having fun, going to clubs, and, 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 and you know, all that stuff. So what else, what else signifies fun besides a Flow Rider concert? That's what I say. Uh, John, I, I'm, I'm extremely jealous. I wish I was there right with you. I wish we were all, uh, you know, jamming out the Flow Rider last night. Yo, he poured Cristal. He was walking around, and he, he poured Cristal down my throat. Uh-oh. Uh, did, I drank some fancy champagne last night. Did you get him on your YouTube channel at all? You didn't uh, interview he, he's all, there's, there's already... No, I didn't get to interview him. Oh. I got two or three videos of champagne with him. At the end of the concert, he put on my dopey hat. Um, it, it, was, it, was, it was, quite honestly, the greatest experience of my life. And I have two kids. I told them, your birth is not as, not as great as this Flowrider concert was. Well, there you go, John. Thank you very much for calling in and hey. tremendous, tremendous stuff last night. You were you were the hey. you were the hero of Fourth uh, July this year. You know what I need though? What's the Phillies to start winning, so I can put my sight into that team, right? Of course, that's what we need. All right, look, Tom. Thank you so much for reaching out and having me call. Don't forget to check out the Philly Captain on YouTube. There Thank you go. You. Check out John's uh, John's YouTube channel. Tremendous stuff. I mean, and if you didn't check out the video, like the audio is great, but the video is even better. I mean, you got to see the excitement on his face. And I don't know. I don't think it's forced. I think I think John really loves Flow Rider. It's clearly not manufactured. I mean, we just heard him. He brings that same energy to the phone call. Yeah. And you can tell he just wants to transfer it into the Phillies. And I really respect that. Yeah. Love John for Broadsburg. Great stuff, John. Uh, and thank you for, for chiming in. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, as we were discussing the Phillies, should they buy or sell at the deadline? And the last caller Anthony made a, a compelling case for why this thing can be salvaged. And we're exactly mid at the midway point now. 39 and 42, 81 down, 81 to play. The bullpen's been terrible. I mean, I'm not going to tell you it hasn't been. Um, whether it's it's Alvarado's just wild as, as hell. You can't rely on him night to night basis. Hector is just Hector Naris is is falling apart. He's always had his struggles at his closer, but what's happened to him this year has been incredibly concerning, where you can't rely on him really in any kind of circumstance. Maybe you found something in Ranger Suarez, but they need more pieces if they're going to compete. But is that enough? Like, I don't view that as enough. I see this team, and I think the core of Harper, Real Muto, Hoskins, I just don't believe the core of this roster is good enough. Bad defense, bad base running, as Kyle Quinn brought up in the last segment, you know, it's not just the bullpen. You also got to look at how these games are being blown. It's not just the bullpen being lit up. A lot of these go hand in hand with the bad defense and the bad base running and the lack of offense. So uh, if you want to get in on that and whether you think they are a couple pieces away or whether they should sell, and I'd sell, and I would look to sell everybody on this roster. Even if somebody comes calling for Zach Wheeler, who I he's having probably the best year a Philly starter has pitched, I would say since... Maybe Roy Halladay in 2010? Like, it's been that incredible, the kind of season he's having, 2.05 ERA. 
where every time it's just gem after gem after gem. And he's on an affordable contract. But if somebody comes with an offer of four or five prospects that could potentially start and give you an opportunity to really rebuild your farm system that we know how, how barren it is. We talk about it all the time. Something you got to consider and consider uh, very strongly. Uh, so we'll continue to talk about that. I did real quick want to introduce a side topic. Warren and Brian and Will, we'll get to you in a minute here. But um, Hard Knocks announced their team for this season. And I, I don't know, I've kind of fallen out of love with that show the last couple of years. Uh, I didn't watch it last year. It was last year was kind of depressing. We didn't even know if there was going to be a football season. It was basically just the Chargers and the Rams going through the COVID protocols, and I didn't find it as interesting as other seasons. And over the last couple of years, they just don't give you the kind of access that you'd like. But they announced the Dallas Cowboys are going to be on hard knocks this year, and it, it made me think: if you could have unfiltered access, looking back to any team in any sport in the history of sports. Or it could be, you know, a fighter leading up to a big fight. Something like that. Who would you choose? Like, what team would you choose if you could have that kind of access? And not just, not hard knocks where they're giving you all the superficial stuff, but real behind-the-scenes uh, access. Do you have one for me, Kyle? Would you like to think about it? A yeah, bit? I, I got one right off the top, and I think it's uh, it's an easy one. It's a relevant one. I would just probably like to have been there that off season when they signed Carson Wentz to that contract, and then turned around and drafted Jalen Hurts Ooh. in the draft. You know what I mean? I would want to know what they were kind of talking about, how things were being thrown around. You know, I think that would be really interesting. That's a great one. That's a. I mean, I think both Philadelphia teams this past year would be interesting because it would. I mean, I would have loved to be in the Sixers locker room as they're imploding oh. in, the, in that Atlanta series and the real feelings of like players and coaches on what was going on with Ben Simmons. So yeah, if you want to get in on that, so uh, if you could have any team that you could have unfiltered access to, not the superficial stuff, we're getting in deep or we're, we're really getting that inside access. What team would you pick? Uh, history, sports, any sport, doesn't matter. 215-592-9494. Warren in Gwinnett Valley. What's up, Warren? Thanks for taking my call, Tom. No problem. Um, I was talking to Kyle, and um, I think we need a change of ownership at the top, and I want to explain why. And I believe it's not the Philadelphia Phillies anymore. I believe it's the analytics Phillies. And I believe that the misuse of analytics since um, – John Middleton hired this analytics uh, person that's supposed to be close to him, and they started this whole building uh, with analytics, has actually taken over the team. And I don't believe that this is the fault of um, Joe Girardi, and I want the fans to think about this this weekend, that he doesn't say, I decided. He says, we decided. So I, I just got this feeling that I wanted to look deeper into the Phillies organization and see who their pitching coach is and see who their hitting coach is and see who their mental conditioning person is. And I don't feel that this is a baseball team anymore. I feel like this is um, a machine that was built uh, by young people that don't know what they're doing. Well, I mean, Warren, I, I know uh, people – some people are anti-analytics these days, and it's a common theme, but you look at some of the best 
organizations in baseball, be it the Rays, be it the Dodgers, they do rely heavily on analytics. I don't think analytics are are like the death of baseball here. I mean, good teams do utilize these skills and are at the forefront of analytics. I think that's the, the key, exactly what you just said. What? But bad teams that don't understand what they're doing and making decisions solely based on the analytics, um, I, I think have caused these certain situations where you put the wrong pitcher in or you do the double switch or you sacrifice your farm system like uh, like flying a helicopter you know, that, that has to have a certain weight to, in order to have enough fuel to make it back, that they, they're sacrificed the entire farm system to fund their major league um, acquisitions. And well, I, I mean, think that, it's very but that, concerning. But that's not analytics, Warren. I mean, that's just them spending, as Middleton would say, stupid money. That, that, that doesn't have a ton to do with analytics. Well, why not fund a good farm system where you're bringing people up instead of going through the draft and trades? I mean, that's what I would do. That, that's exactly what I would do. I don't know why the Phillies don't do that. I don't know why they don't invest more in their farm system. I'd assume they would, and I, I'd assume they have, but however they're applying it certainly uh, isn't, isn't working. And, hey, if, you're, if your gripe is with the application of the Phillies and how they're applying the analytics, I think you have more of a point there. That's that's exactly my point. And if if you're a hundred percent in on one side and you can't see you know the other perspectives, the 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 bunt, you know, sacrifice, you know, somebody the second, the stealing the bases, the the good base running, the hiring quality coaches that that are above the age of thirty three, um, a young uh, analytics person out of college, literally with no experience, I I see. You know, these little things have added up to, to me, a big thing where the right coaches and the right people and the right decisions just aren't being made, which causes the mistakes to show up on the field um, night after night, like a cancer within the organization that it's not the players, it's it's actually the, the process. Yeah, I hear you, Warren. I appreciate the call. Thanks, man. I I, I just don't – I disagree with this – general thought process that that like and and I that young people and analytics are like you know evil in, in a certain way because I know that's the way people think is they don't like analytics coming over and taking over sports well honestly analytics have been around for as long as sports have been around they're just called something different now like it's same thing as statistics it's it's utilizing statistics now if you, if like I said to, to Warren, if your problem is how they're being applied, certainly I think that is is something that you can, that you have a legitimate gripe with. And that's something that the Phillies have, have certainly struggled with, is they've used analytics. I don't know if they have applied them well. Um, it certainly doesn't seem like it when you look at their kind of talent evaluation and the ways they've, they've struck out, um, so to speak with the farm system and, and some of their acquisitions, but I don't think analytics is the major problem going on with the Phillies right now. I mean, uh, you need to have guys who are better defenders. And I know that maybe they're putting too much of a heavy, too heavy of a emphasis on offense. Maybe that has to do with analytics indirectly, but uh, I don't think analytics are, are the main problem with the Phillies right now. Uh, let's get to Will of God. What's up, Will? 
All right, Will's gone. Let's go to Dan in Winfield. What's up, Dan? Happy belated Fourth of July, guys. How's it going, man? Going, going all right. Going all right. I, I, to address a previous caller that said if you know the the Phillies didn't have twenty two balloon saves, well, they're not in a in a vacuum. Other teams have a ton of blown saves as well, and that's a flawed stat anyway because they have multiple games where they had multiple blown saves, which I think is a flaw. How do you, how can you have two blown saves in a game? Right. Uh, it should be only be able to have one. Now, granted, we know their bullpen stinks. And 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 that fixing that is just part of the issue. They also can't catch the ball from McCutcheon to uh, Bohm to Hoskins. They can't catch the ball. We we know that. So and you know they're pitching as a whole. Aside, take Wheeler and and Eflin and Nola on, on occasion. They don't really have pitching. No, I mean Dan, the the, the starting pitching has, I think, been disappointing. And really, Nola's been disappointing this year. And that's, when I talk about the core not being good enough, he's a big part of that core. And coming into no this question. year, we were talking so much about, you know, who's the ace of this staff, Wheeler or Nola. It's pretty clear Nola's oh. a lot closer to being a Zach Eflin type than a Zach Wheeler type. Right. Wheeler is, well, first of all, your best pitchers are Met. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, funny, uh, watching the Mets, play the Phillies, I, I saw DeGrom speaking to Wheeler in the outfield. <laughs> Wheeler was probably scratching his head going, oh, I left at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Dan, I'll say this. Uh, the, the $118 million, I'm sure Zach Wheeler's oh, sleeping yeah. just fine with his decision. He, no no question. But get, to get to Girardi, and, and Wheeler, and by the way, Wheeler's earned every penny of it. Oh, yeah. Um, and to get to Girardi, Girardi truly did not want to be – the Phillies were not his first choice. He wanted to be – Cub or Met manager first, and when neither one of those teams uh, offered him, you know, the job, though really the Philly job was a job that you know was his third choice. Um, so, you know, and he made, and he said something interesting this week about you know the manager should be held accountable. I'm just to blame. So it's almost like he's asking to be let go. Yeah, I thought look, it was interesting. Dan that he it, said that. No, it is interesting, and I heard a similar thing. I, I, over the weekend where he talks about like whenever he's discussing, he's like, well, it's my job. It doesn't sound to me like Joe Girardi really even wants this job that much anymore. Like he had a nice setup before where he's a Fox sports analyst and you know, he, I think he knew he was going to go back to managing, but was waiting for the right job to open up. And I think he's regretting uh, taking this job. And I think he kind of fell for a lot of what, we all fell for is that this core, you look at it on paper, oh, all these all these high-profile players, it's going to be a really good team, and it's not a really good team. Now, that's not to say Girardi is blameless because he's done a terrible job. but No question. Um, yeah, but, I, I kind of feel the same way. I, I don't think I don't think Joe Girardi really really cares all that much if he does get let go at the end of the year. Right, and he'll, he'll, it'll actually they'll do him a favor because he'll be out of that uh, mess and get be getting paid. But also, too, like I think – they have to build. You have to build your minor leagues because when you have nothing, the Padres are a good example. They built. They were able to make that team. Look at that team today. They were able to trade off their assets, their their minor league players, to get the pitching that they have today. And guess what? They're what two couple games out of first place, and they're a contending team. And again, you could you could attribute that to their good trades and having the assets in the minor league. The Phillies don't have anything in the minor league. No, I mean, they have nothing, Dan. It's really, it's really ugly down there in terms of of the kind of prospects the Phillies have, and it's why I think when you look pragmatically at the deadline here, you got to look to restock that farm system. That's right. got to be the first priority. 
I think so. And, you know, the funny thing is, you go back to Moniak. When they drafted Moniak, and I'm in, I'm in tune with, like, uh, amateur players, Moniak wasn't even considered a top-ten pick. The only reason they drafted him there is because of the signability. You know, he was not the best player in that draft. And right. this is before the draft took place. Everybody knew that. Yeah. You know, the, the lefty kid in, in, uh, that was coming out of South Jersey that the Red Sox drafted, he was really the best player in the draft at the time, and, but they didn't think they would be able to sign him. Uh, so Moniak, they're lucky if Moniak becomes a fourth outfielder right now yeah. in, the, in the majors. I hear you, Dan. Do you, do you have an answer for me as far as the team that you'd want to have uh, had access to? If you don't, that's okay. Uh, it, it, it could be a past team. Yeah, any any team. like A hard knock style show, but you're getting real like in-depth access. Is there any team that comes to mind that you would have liked to see how it went down behind the scenes? Does it have to be a Philly team? No, it could be any team. I'd like to have access to that that Patriot team that was undefeated going to the Super Bowl. Okay, that's a good one. I appreciate it, Dan. Thanks. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. That Patriot team uh, that that ended up losing in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl forty two, maybe that was the, when they were undefeated. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, sounds so, about right. Yeah, uh, that 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 would be an interesting one. Certainly, a, I think there's other Patriot teams that you might want to. Yeah, probably. Into. Yeah, maybe some more interesting. Maybe the ones that screwed us out of a Super Bowl. Maybe. Yeah, that would be that would certainly be interesting to see how that all went down. We know to the level the Patriots really did cheat. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. We'll get right back to the phones. When we return talking Phillies at noon, we will be joined by Tim Kelly, Phillies Nation. He will join us at noon. We have Kyle Newbeck coming up at 1 to talk Sixers, so a couple guests coming up as well. So a fun show planned the rest of the way. I'm Tom Kelly. In for Joe to Camera, John Ritchie, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.